Now playing comes a podcast from two brothers. My name is Christian Duran. And I'm Pedro Duran. About the movies that raised them. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? From the laugh out loud comedies to the explosive 90s action flicks. Welcome to Earth. The heartwarming animated classics to the tear jerking Oscar bait dramas. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And now, grab your popcorn, sit back, and enjoy the Duran Brothers Movie Podcast. My money, Tyrone. <laughs> Who that, Jody? That's Jody. That, that's the nigga that got my baby pregnant when I was locked up. <laughs> You're just a baby boy. You're not the real McCoy. Who sang that song? I don't know. I gotta or was it Tyrese? You would think Tyrese would, would be the singer, wouldn't he? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's a little bit too much. And it was just like that's, that. It might be too much. Was he good in that movie? I never saw it. Uh, it I like that movie. I, I think he was good. I mean, it was just... I mean, that's, that's what is he famous for? What is it, like? It's Baby Boy and then the Fast and Furious movies. Fast and Furious right? movies. I think Baby yeah. Boy was like his first shit, right? He was in videos before then, and then he—I think he was a singer. Was the first the singing thing first too? Yeah, Baby Boy soundtrack. As soon as I okay. Google him, it's just Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious, Baby Boy. Written by Battle Cat, Tyrese Gibson, Snoop Dogg, and Olin Thompson. Produced, performed by Snoop Dogg, featuring Tyrese Gibson and Mr. Tan. Yeah, that he was in Love Song. So I guess it must have been. And then Baby, Baby Boy. Boy. That was like his. It, leading oh tv movie love song in 2000 baby boy 2001 and then after that next year is fast and too fast too furious and after that it was just mostly that fly the phoenix four brothers Annapolis, waist deep transformers transformers again fast five and then fast five all the way through there was another it was a fucking video he was in a music video i can't remember was he in the boy's mind look like it there's yeah, some it was. famous guy that was in the boys mind but i can't remember who it was was it tyson beckford no tyson beckford tyson beckford was in um tony braxton's video unchain yeah. my heart say you love me, love me again. again a deep ass voice oh he was a man enough for me <laughs> oh it was mckay pfeiffer that's who it was mckay pfeiffer of course <clears throat> and robin givens Oh wait, no, that was he wasn't man enough for me. She was Robin Gibbons was in the um he wasn't man enough for me video. Mm. He wasn't man enough, enough for me. I hear you thinking, didn't know how to Girlfriend, I'm not thinking about him, boy. Boy, you marry him. Who do you think I am? Under this pain. Hey, you love me again. Kind of made me sad when Tony Braxton was doing like her reality show. I was like, damn, man. Like, what she was a good singer. Show? Yeah. She I, has, yeah. she had like a. Like in the life of Tony? Yeah, but like her family was in it too. Oh. Yeah. And now I think they're all kind of reality people. Yeah, it's a bummer. That VH, it was, it was interesting. 
I mean, it's interesting, like VH1 and then early 2000s, memory was, it was like, first I remember in the 80s, 90s, it was kind of like the grown-up music. It was like the mm-hmm. classic, it was like classic rock or something. A lot of Matchbox 20. Yeah, it was like the adult one. And then... Oh, oh speaking of which, real quick, we didn't talk yeah. about it on the Barbie thing, but having that, having all the Kens play uh, that Matchbox 20 song on guitar was so funny. I wanna oh. push you down. Well, I will. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Pop, you want to but yeah, VH1 was definitely like <clears throat> MTV was always like the cutting edge, you know, cutting edge young Youth people culture. shit. And meanwhile, they were owned by the same company. Um, oh. But VH1 was always Viacom. like the adult contemporary music, like Train yeah. and Matchbox Twenty and Carlos Santana ruled. Yeah. VH1. Over Michelle Branch. Give him my heart. Me real real forget about it. Basically, any song you hear at a Walgreens now is like what's on VH1 at the time. And then the early 2000s, it just seemed like. It was turning to reality shows. I don't know which was the first one that kicked it off. And it was like, yeah, Rock of Love, and then Flavor of Love, and then New York of Love, and then stuff like that. And then it felt like yeah. it started gearing toward to like more of a urban black audience, where it was just like New York of Love, and then it was like the Real Housewives of Atlanta, and then like Ti and Kevin Hart and a bunch of them had a show on there and stuff like that, or like I Love Hip Hop and stuff. It was just yeah. changing. And um, that's where, and then like Tony Braxton got a show, and hey, that's just the thing, I guess. For those those singers, it's just like, like a lot of how a lot of rappers will have podcasts now. Like the yeah. music career, they can still make money off of it, or they can still have some viable aspect of it. But I, I don't know who's in their ear saying you need to diversify. And it was like, we'll just make a podcast. You can, you know, yeah, you, you can do that, and that's another source of income because. Yeah, it's just it's just that because I remember because back in the day in the '90s and '80s, I don't know who really kicked it off. Maybe Jay Z did, but it was you're a rapper, and then you have the clothing line, and then you have the shoe line, and then you have this you know X Y Z and everything everything. Because I remember yeah. everyone else did that model after a while. Everyone remember because yeah. then then Diddy did it with Sean John, and then the cologne the cologne Sean John. And then I remember Outkast had their own clothing line. Fucking Eminem had Shady. 50 Cent had G-Unit wear, G-Unit sneakers. 50 Cent was the most, what's the word? Um, when you like shill something, I guess. He's like the most shameless shill. I mean, like yeah. he was, but but it was it never seemed like, 50 Cent almost was always like, I'm, exclu- I'm just trying to make money. Yeah. I don't really care about being the best rapper. I'm yeah. trying to be the wealthiest rapper, dude. Yeah, and like to, if it's like, and if it's rap, hustle. cool. But yeah, exactly. I'm a hustler. Yeah, he's, he, that was his thing from the beginning. And like, I remember when his uh, his first album came out and he dissed Ja Rule and it was the biggest thing ever. And then his second album came out and he dissed Nas, Fat Joe, and Jada Kiss. And as soon as I heard it, I Piggy was like, bang. Oh, yeah, clickety yeah. clank. As soon as I heard that he he dissed three people, I was like, "Oh, that's just gonna be his thing now." It does. He doesn't actually care. He's just dissing them in order to 
generate interest and sales. Yeah, a buzz. And I was like, oh, he doesn't give a fuck about it. Yeah, and then he went after Kanye in 2004, remember? Yeah, With kind the graduation. Of. Yeah, it was just, it wasn't a real diss, like hardcore. Yeah. It was just more ri- rivalry. A rivalry. They, I remember they had them on the cover of like Vibe or something like that with their, yeah. their faces. Rolling Stone, I think. Yeah. Portrait. Yeah, I was like, Rolling Stone. Is it racist that I said Vibe? No. <laughs> they can't. Those they magazines can't are fucking, you know, whatever. Yeah, but. Because um, you would think they would be on Vibe before they put them on Rolling Stone. Yeah, it's true. And then they went to the MTV Movie Awards or the Video yeah. Awards, and they stood face to face and started laughing. Kanye stood up like he put stood on his tippy toes. Yeah, <sighs> a great time. It's good. Yes. It's like good for hip hop and stuff like that. But yeah, but well, fuck, wasn't gonna say. What, oh wait, Fifty Cent. Remember he had a video game. That's how you yes. know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, why man. I was like, oh, this dude's just selling himself. That he's just attaching yeah. his name to everything. Yeah, he didn't. 50 Cent Bulletproof, I remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gosh. And everyone was in it. Lloyd Banks is in it. Eminem did voiceover. Yep. Dr. Dre was in it. He did so, not care. He put yeah. his name on everything. Vitamin yeah. water. Yeah, was that, like, was that was it. Yeah. I'm about making money. Yeah. Yeah. He, remember his movie? Uh, get, was get it called? Yeah, yeah, I guess it was that, right? Yeah, yeah. Get Rich or Die Trying. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> I, made t- I was with you, I think. Oh, maybe. Was, I, don't I don't remember it. I don't remember it. You know, I, remember, I remember Ty, uh, Terrence Howard being in it. I barely remember that. Terrence well, Howard's in it Terrence as like Winter. the maniac, as kind of like the Tupac role in Juice, where they go yeah. for a robbery and then uh, Terrence Howard starts just shooting people. And 50's like, What the fuck, man? We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be killed. We're supposed to be chill. Yeah. And Terrence is like, This is what I do, man. I'm a fucking psycho <laughs> killer. <laughs> Viola Davis is in it. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Forgot about it. And then that, it, it's flashback. And then they show how yeah. he got shot, he got arrested. I just remember the shower scene. There's a shower fight scene because oh. it's just so awkward, you know? Yeah. Bill Duke is in it. Yeah. Because he's, he's in like every the gangster. Movie. Yeah. And out of BC was the guy who shot him, right? Uh, I don't remember that, but I wouldn't. Out of Wally. Yeah, put it past. And then they had the one dude from um, Eight Mile in it, Omar, Omar Benson Miller. If the you saw his guy? face, you'd know. Yeah, yeah. Written uh, written by Terrence Winter, the dude who writes like all of Scorsese's movies now: Wolf oh, of really? Wall Street, Boardwalk Empire, Vinyl episodes of Sopranos. Writing the Bob Marley One Love movie coming out. Have you seen Quick the question? For that? We, are we recording for the cast right now, or just? Talking. Yeah, I just I started a while ago. I just did. I forgot to introduce it. Oh, okay. Hello and welcome to the Duran Brothers Movie Podcast. My name is Christian Duran. With me, as always, is Pedro Duran. We are the Duran Brothers. Every week, we get on here and talk about the movies that raised us, or the movies that we're watching, or in this case, the music and hip hop that we all loved from the early two thousands. Yeah. So we're. we're I mean, we're about we're talking 50 about cent. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. <laughs> Get Richard Dyke, come on. That that movie raised me for a night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I watched it at uh, my adolescence. 2000, it feels like a 2006 movie. No, well, that album came out in 2003. So it had to be 2005, 2006. 2005, you are correct. Yeah, it had to be. I'm thinking like it had to be two years after the 50 Cent Phenomenon. Yeah. Why is he holding a baby in the poster? Did he have he a, baby a baby in the movie? Yeah, in the movie. He gets a girl oh. pregnant, and that's what kind of motivates him to change his life. Mm. Yeah, 
But also, it's also like, you know, black fatherhood and all this. Yes, of stuff. course. Yes, yes, yes. I'm like kind of watching the trailer while it's yeah. on here. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, he had a yeah. I mean, he's still legit. I mean, he just that he's musical moment he had power. was it was Fifty Cent Fever. Yeah. They really capitalize on it. Yeah. And no. They, I mean, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just because the the best example was that when we were talking about movie awards. I guess earlier, but when Chris Rock was doing the monologue, and he was like, "But what about Fifty Cent? He got shot nine times. But what about the music? He got shot five nine times." I whoop your head, boy. No, 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 I whoop your head, boy. But then he he's done other movies too. He was in that. He was in Righteous Kill. Oh, that's a god awful movie. That was so bad. Yeah, it was. It was pretty terrible. It's pretty terrible. I was actually going to, I was talking before podcast talk about what should we talk about? Like, <clears throat> um, best and worst movie theater experiences and stuff or like most memorable movie experiences. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know, we can, or we can't, but like <clears throat> that one sticks out to me as like, I remember seeing righteous kill in the theater and just being so <laughs> thoroughly disappointed, <laughs> you know, it was so bad. And like, De Niro and Pacino weren't. De Niro was pretty was pretty good in a bad movie. Pacino was like, every time I watched that movie, I was like, does Pacino think he's like thirty? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like yeah. he thinks he's like a sexy twenty eight year old or something. Yeah. And it was like embarrassing. Yeah, because there's a scene where they're at the park. I think they're playing yes. softball or something. <laughs> Yeah. And like Al Pacino pulls up in a motorcycle. motorcycle. I don't think he pulls up in a motorcycle. He's, it's just his motorcycle park. Park. There's these two like 20 year olds like checking it out and he walks up to him and he's like, hey girls, what's yeah. up? And I'm like, yo, motherfucker, you're like, like you're old then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It was, and that movie's so bad. It was like, so right away there's like a, uh, there's a killer. <clears throat> yeah, there's a killer and he's killing cops, right? Yeah. Was that it? Yeah, that's and, right. And the narrative is told through interrogation, like Robert yeah. De Niro um, doing. He's like, it's in f- like flashbacks, right? Yeah, and um, and the thing is, and I, yeah, it's told through flashbacks. Uh, is like Robert De Niro's deposition or whatever. He's on camera, like talking about like what happened it almost doesn't it almost look like he's doing a confession or something like that um i don't like a like a religious confession no not really like he's on he's on tape going like, he's like a good yes, confession i yeah. murder yeah he's like yeah. i murdered all those people yeah and you're like, like a what confessional. yeah it's supposed to make you think robert de niro is the killer and but it's so obvious that you're like he's Obviously not, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Police psychologists review video recordings of a man who goes by the name Turk, who states his full name is David uh, Fist, the poet- poetry boy killer. The poetry boy earned the moniker for his modus operandi of murdering criminals and leaving short poems with their bodies. Like, this is so already overwritten. Yeah. It was like, it's just like so. The poetry boy killer. It's just like. And I like this writer too, Russell Gerwitz, who wrote Inside Man. 
which I think is, but damn, that was a, that was the last time they let him write anything. Yeah, the poetry boy killer. It's called the poet. That's it. Yeah, the poetry boy killer. Yeah. Oh no, poor guy. But then I hope Carla Giudino got paid a lot because she has to pretend yeah. like De Niro's fucking like good in that movie. For some reason, they like it seems like they wrote it for young cops to play, for young yeah. actors to play, and then they cast De Niro and Pacino, and they're like, "Well, we're not going to change it." So. Yeah. Well, it's also because they're like De Niro and Pacino. Wow. Yeah. It's anyway. So De Niro and Pacino are on the lookout for poetry boy killers killing. He's killing like criminals. That get acquitted, right? So, like, there's a rapist that gets killed, um, a Catholic priest and a child molester, and a Russian mobster. So, all these people get acquitted. Yeah. Um, and then, like, so later Dexter. on, they get... And then he... Yeah, and then he kills them later. And it turns out these are all the people that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, you know, put arrested. behind bars. But, yeah, they arrested, but they got it. They got away or whatever. Yeah. And um, and then the whole time Robert De Niro's like, oh, oh, I hate all these criminals that fucking get away. And Pacino's like, take it easy, take it easy. Yeah, he's more laid back. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out Al Pacino's the killer who's killing them all and De Niro. And then I think De Niro almost gets blamed for it or something. But anyway, know. he ends up. Uh, right. So. Rooster. Their names were Turk and Rooster. <laughs> Just like, when Turk finishes, he chases Rooster to a construction site. Rooster fires aimlessly to force Turk to report that the poetry boy is assaulting a police officer. And then Rooster, Al Pacino dies at the end. It was like really, it was pretty terrible in almost every way. Yeah, I just remember at the end when Al Pacino is revealed to be the killer, he basically turns to like the Joker and, yeah. you know, he's just kind of mustache twirling like, I'm the bad guy. Bah, 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 bah. And he's like leaping over crates as he's being chased by De Niro. <laughs> yes. and I was like, His stuntman is, is leeping over crates. Yeah, well, yeah. Because I was like, yeah, how is he so agile? <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It's like yep. that scene in, uh, uh, that, that chase scene, parkour chasing in Casino Royale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like chasing through walls and he's jumping over like little uh, teller windows like Jackie Chan in mm-hmm. Rush Hour. Yeah, it's yeah, it's an unbelievably dumb movie. So that you saw um, that in theaters. Yeah, I saw that in theater. I definitely remember that because um, it was so disappointing. Fifty Cent was in that movie, but oh, it just yeah, that's it, how like, we when, talking. yeah. But when I saw that movie, it just made me feel like um, like Fifty Cent bankrolled it. So they're like, all right, we got to put him in it. Yeah. <laughs> like in the early two thousands, there was like a thing in hip hop where like Scarface was like the greatest thing ever. So then like these like gangster movies like like. Every rapper Scarface wanted the movie, to be right. Yeah, Scarface okay. the movie. So every rapper wanted to be in like a gangster movie, I guess. Yeah. And and you know, Righteous Kill was like, Righteous Kill was kind of like De Niro, Pacino. Can you fucking believe they're back together again yeah, in a movie? Yeah. Meanwhile, like the first time was Godfather Two, second one was Heat, and they only had one scene. So then this was like them and the whole movie together. And then fortunately, Scorsese. You know, Irishman um, saved it with the Irishman. Yeah, it was terrible. I remember being in the theater watching that and being like, I mean, Carlo Gugino is great, but I remember speaking of Carlo Gugino and what was the movie? I think of, oh no, Watchmen. 
<laughs> I remember in Watchmen, there's that sex scene that happens. It's not Carla Gugino. It's like Malin Ackerman. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, dude from Sinister. Or, uh, what's yeah, yeah. Robert? Josh something. No, it's something. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, it's something. Pat- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So Patrick Wilson had that sex scene and set to like Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. And like everybody in the theater was just laughing because it was so like, it was just so lame. I've never seen like a lamer sex scene. Yeah. It was so cheesy. It was like blue lights and like, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Slow thrusting. I remember people in the theater just like, like, like guffawing at like how dumb it was. Yeah. One thing, Patrick Wilson, we're getting confused. Ethan Hawke was in Sinister. Patrick Wilson's in the Insidious movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, those they, are all the yeah, same Yeah, I know. They kind of blend together. Patrick Wilson, you, you get a chance. Have you ever seen Lakeview Terrace? Lakeview Terrace? Yes, I have seen, seen Lakeview Terrace. I remember with seeing Sam that. Jackson? That's yeah, a funny Sam- movie to me. <laughs> Wait, it's a crazy movie because it's like about... So it's about um, Josh... Why do I keep... I keep calling him Josh Patrick something because Wilson. there's another... Who's the one guy? He was like kind of he was almost big in the um josh lucas in the uh, early 2000s there's like that same guy i don't know why they kept trying to make this guy with like prototype guy like patrick wilson and josh lucas were like the same white guy who's like almost handsome i don't even know how to describe it yeah yeah (laughs) like i guess they're handsome i don't know the incredible Um, josh lucas yeah anyway he was always the bad guy but um, Patrick Wilson and was it Kerry Washington? Yep. Lakeview Terrace. So yep. Patrick Wilson and Kerry uh, Washington are an interracial couple and they move into this like nice new town. And Samuel L. Jackson is He's a, a cop, cop. He lives next door. He's a cop who lives next door and he just like fucking hates interracial marriage. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, they really don't explain it. His wife got killed, right? Uh, something, I remember killed. something about his wife. Either she got killed by some white dude or like his wife cheated on so. him with a white guy. Uh, and that's why yeah. he's pissed off. But he's definitely a single father. And that's what he's pissed off about. I don't remember. But as soon as they move in, like he's it's it's one of those things where like Kerry Washington moves. He sees Kerry Sam Jackson sees Kerry Washington as his yeah. neighbor. He's like, oh, okay. He was like, hey, and he's help. And then like Patrick Wilson comes around the corner. He's like, oh, I'm her partner. He's like, what the fuck is this? So he continues to just be a shitty neighbor. Like he throws his garbage over the fence on their lawn. Um, he's running like the ch- he has a chainsaw. He's cutting the or, or the weed whacker. Like at two o'clock in the morning, he has these massive stadium lights in his backyard. He puts them up mm-hmm. and they shine directly into their bedroom. So he puts them on like at four o'clock in the morning and they can't sleep. Yeah. And because he's a cop, he gets away with it because like it's like, who are we going to report him to? <laughs> I yeah. Think like the thin blue lines, you know, um, uh, protects him. Um, yeah. And, and then I remember, I think he gets killed at the end, right? I mean, yes. Yeah. He dies because he, like, it starts off as like this thing where like Sam Jackson is just like a racist neighbor basically. And then like by the end of the movie, he turns into fucking like <laughs> Jason, you know, yeah. <laughs> like Friday the 13th. I don't know, and like they just like have him. to kill him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, but, but yeah, that was I think that's that movie. movie. I think it was, I, I don't have no proof of it, but it, if, 
Uh, it just it's 2008 when the film came out so it's probably like it's the obama era i wonder if that movie was the other way around like it was a the like it was a black guy dating a white lady and the cop was white same jack you know what i mean yeah. Because I watch, there's a scene in there particularly where Patrick Wilson is sitting in his car. He just came from home from work. So he's just sitting in his car and he's like smoking weed or smoking a joint in his car. And just listening to like, I'm pretty sure it's Wu-Tang because I was always like, oh, he's listening to Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like just chilling in his car, smoking a joint, listening to Wu-Tang. And Sam Jackson's character like taps on the window. And I think in his police uniform, and it's it's like that scene. It's like a setup, like a guy gets pulled over, but he's just like, so what are you doing? Da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And he's like berating him and like, scolding him and i think sam jackson even says a, like a phrase who's like i don't like to hear that jungle music in my neighborhood blah 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 and i'm just like i was watching that scene and i was like bro it's a it's like wu-tang it's not like yeah it's classic it's a classic hip-hop group but also this scene i'm watching it and it's like this scene makes so much more better if the if the race roles were reversed you know what mm-hmm. i mean yeah i guess they were trying to like you know yeah. switch it up in that way but yeah but I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page. The plot was loosely based on real life events in Altadena, California, involving an interracial couple, John and Melanie Hamilton and Ursi Henry, an African-American Los Angeles police officer. The saga was documented in a series of articles in both the Pasadena Star News and the Pasadena Weekly beginning in 2002. Journalist Andre Coleman received a Los Angeles Press Club Award, blah, blah, blah. Uh, The cop was eventually fired by the LAPD for his actions. So, it's actually based on a true story. Oh. Not based on a true. It's loosely based. They basically were like, took the idea of a racist cop being racist, like a, a black racist cop who hates yeah. interracial yeah. marriage. See, <laughs> see, it happens. See, they do too. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the best, not like a best scene, but I just found it interesting. They have a party. Patrick Wilson and Kerry Washington have like a housewarming party. Yep. And they invite all these people. Listen. I'm a, I, I, it sounds weird to say I'm a very progressive person. I'm all for couples and whatever the fuck. But it was just like so obvious, like every couple in the, in the party was interracial. It's like yeah. nobody. It's, it's yeah, like they, there's not, you know what I mean? There's not one just two black people married or two white people married because that yeah, doesn't like, happen. Yeah. It's like the movie <laughs> is screaming it at you. That's why I was just, yeah. I didn't care for it. I was like, all right, man. Okay. One theater experience that annoyed me, I, I went to see, um, Jordan Peele's Us. Yes. And um, I was I was in the theater. A bunch of, it was a bunch of people in the theater. And like the screen starts like the the film, it's fucked up. Like the, something's wrong with the projection. And like I think there was like a blue hue on the film. And at first you're like, well, this is a Jordan Peele movie. And the type of the topic of it was, you know, you're, I, I was just, is this part of the movie? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it became apparent it wasn't. And the thing mm-hmm. that annoyed me about it was like nobody got up and said, everyone was just sitting there, just like, or <laughs> mm, just, what does this, this mean? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, um, yeah, this is not part of the movie. So I took it upon myself to like storm out of the theater. And it was like, there was nobody at the concession stand. And I was like, what the fuck? This is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that? No, I'm just like, you know, uh-huh. in my mind. And yeah. then I see the manager's, um, office and i'm like banging on the manager's office and i was like you know excuse me there's a um something wrong in cinema three the theater's not and it's like oh i'm sorry it was like yeah it's actually been happening for like 10 minutes i was like such a like a fucking old cranky dude yeah and then he was like oh okay sorry well um 
you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna give everyone um, um free tickets because of the you know it fucked up the screen and um and i come back and i'm like oh yeah that's a good idea <laughs> and i come back <laughs> to the seat and then um um i sit down and the the screen got fixed and yeah. then one of the you know cinema attendants come in and say um sorry everyone when the movie is finished when sorry everyone you know because of the screen or the the movie was really messed up uh, we apologize and we're going to offer everyone a free ticket to make up for it and i was like yeah and i was so shocked nobody gave me an applause nobody <laughs> shook my hand <laughs> yeah they're like i mean i didn't really care <laughs> they're like it was fine yeah. yeah i figured it out yeah that was a good one in the theater yeah, I mean the bit the the ones that stick out to me the most are like Jackass Two. I remember seeing Jackass Two in the theater, and I've yeah. never experienced people laughing that hard and that much. Yeah, as like Jackass Two in the theater. It was like, I it was just like laughing the entire way, and then I just remember at the end it was like an applause break because it was just so, it was just so such an experience. Those ones were always really good for like. That's like what you want out of a movie theater experience. Like yeah. just everybody just fucking rolling for two hours. Yeah. That collective experience. Mm-hmm. Wedding Crashers was good. I remember watching that. Wedding Crashers was like that too. Yeah. Wedding Crashers. That was, that was one of the few ones that I've, I've seen where people were just like the whole time. Everybody's going crazy. Yeah. And I haven't seen that in a long time in the theater. Yeah. I heard Barbie was like that, but I didn't, my theater wasn't like that for Barbie. No, mine either. The only thing last time recent was obviously like the Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Was an experience where and not my theater, there was a couple of people that were like, Woo, yeah. But you you seen videos on, on online where people are like fucking going crazy when yeah. you know, on your left and the portal opens and here comes uh, yeah. Black Panther and then Spider Man and all that stuff. So um that was that was really good. Um one that you were with me, Sixth Sense. Remember when they did the reveal of that yeah. fucking yeah. Bruce Willis? You're dead, and it was. I I felt it was like a, it wasn't whoa. like I don't know if it was an audible gasp, but I just felt yeah. like the theater go like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like that's an all timer. Yeah, I because it's one of those that everybody goes like in retrospect, we all should have seen it coming. Yeah. But you know, nobody did. And, uh, but what is the genius of that movie? Cause like you watch it the first time and you don't see it coming. He's it's so the, subtle with it. It's partly it's because you didn't know. How do I explain this? You M- didn't know. M-Night's you didn't, flute. there was nothing to make you think that you were going to see a movie with a twist ending. There was nothing about it that made you think you're like, there's a lot of movies now, especially horror movies that like, they'll give you some kind of information in the very beginning that they'll hold off, that they'll like cut off from you. And you go, well, okay, I should be something's something's up and something's going to happen. There's no, like, that's the thing. There's no like mystery. There's no mystery to uncover in the movie. He tells you, I see dead people. And like, you're like, and the whole point is like, you see Bruce Willis in the beginning. He couldn't help this one kid. His wife, he's has a terrible relationship with his wife. His wife's not talking to him. Well, not in the beginning. In in the beginning. So like, no, no. Before he gets shot. After he gets shot. Right. So after he gets shot, he couldn't help this one dude. His marriage is falling apart. He's putting all his life into his work. 
Yeah. And and that's the setup too, because in that scene in the in the bedroom, she says yeah. like, I hope that when he gets that award, he was like, so this is worth it. All that yeah. time you've been putting in, it's worth it now. Yeah. So forth and so forth. Because it, it kind of sets it up. Yeah. You can see then, she's resentful because of uh, all the hours he's put into his career instead of the marriage. Right. So so it's just you're just watching a movie about a kid who sees ghosts and the psychiatrist is going to help him. There's no like mystery to it. So you're just watching it like, oh, OK, this is what's up. Like he's going to like he's going to try to help this kid out. And you're just watching, you're just watching, you're just watching. And eventually he helps the kid out and you're like, oh, okay, cool. There is no indication that like there's anything other than what you're seeing. And then, then you realize it's completely reframed for you in that last scene. You're like, oh shit. He tells you, the little boy like tells the camera, I see dead people. They don't know they're dead. Yeah. And, and even like the first time he sees him, he doesn't want to like talk to him. Yeah, and it's it's brilliantly done, man. But yeah. it's I mean it's and probably he says like now. they don't know they're dead. Yeah, they don't see each other, and because of Bruce Willis's uh, uh, gunshot wound, it's not like he got shot in the head, so the audience yeah. doesn't see it. Yeah, you know. Um, and another thing, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, I was I was listening to um, I think an interview or maybe just uh, M Knight's commentary. But he, I remember him saying he was like, "I feel like I almost gave it away in that scene where um, Haley Joel's in the bed." And he goes, "I see dead people," and Bruce and it cuts to Bruce Willis close up and he goes, "What do you mean on TV?" And he goes, "No, on your dreams and so forth." And as he's saying that, it just like closes in Close, on Bruce yeah. Willis, and you're kind of like, now if you watch it now, you're kind of like, uh, it makes sense, but yeah, yeah but no, like if you, it, it, it if doesn't you give too much away. No, I don't even think but like if you don't know, you're just watching it and it's closing the the camera's like going in on him because he's like, Oh it's wow. A realization. This, he's going like this kid is really going through something real fucked up. Yeah. So you don't like think about it that way, but I mean it's a masterful movie. And the yeah. thing about M. Night Shyamalan is he made unfortunately he made his best movie first. Yeah. And that's like thing. sometimes you he know made his, I don't know if his yeah. He made the one that's most popular first. I don't know, man. I love Unbreakable. I made, Unbreakable's Unbreakable. Unbreakable is very, very good. I think it's Bruce Willis's best performance. It's very good, and the atmosphere is so good. The mood is so good. A lot about it is just really well done. But you can't touch the Sixth Sense. You just yeah. can't touch that movie. And if he had started with Unbreakable. But that's the problem. If he had started it with Unbreakable and had that surprise ending, you would have seen the Sixth Sense ending coming. Mm. Right? Because you know that... Because every other movie he did, you're looking for the surprise ending. So that's kind of what hurts Unbreakable in that way. Because you're like, oh, you know... I mean, which I still thought was a good surprise ending anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, that and Signs. If he had started with Signs, he would have been fine. Started with Signs... Like maybe go to Unbreakable, and then do the Sixth Sense, and it would have yeah. been like, whoa, he's one of the greatest of all time. And now, like, <laughs> he couldn't follow up the the first one. Like, yeah, and now it's to the point where whenever he does something that's I, people are like, it was good, man. It was, yeah, I, he they might be back. To, yeah, <laughs> I will tell you. I don't know if you were there in the theater, but I forget what movie it was. I, you know the trailers in the beginning mm-hmm. and it was a trailer i can't remember which one it was 
and it was a trailer and it's showing it and at, it was just showing like like i don't know mark the star the lead and people i can see oh yeah oh he the, and then it comes up you know what i'm about to say right <laughs> yeah and then the title screen goes a film by m night Shyamalan, and i heard everyone go oh <laughs> that sucks that's too bad Oh man, his daughter's making movies now. I think his daughter's oh, really? a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that'll be a great twist too. Like you watch this movie, <laughs> that's you know the what twist. It, yeah, it's like so good, and you're like, "What is this? What, 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 fucking that movie was good." And then the title credit goes, "Written and directed by M Night Shyamalan." People go, "What the? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. man!" But Have you yeah. seen Lady? Oh, you know what's my worst movie worst experience? I'm speaking of. You know what I'm yeah. about to say. What is Lady it? in the Water? Yo, my God. Because <laughs> you almost said it. I, yo. Um, yeah. Yo, I remember watching that, and I think I saw it for free because I used to work at a cinema and the movie theater yeah. at the time. But I remember watching that, and this is how many times I give this this motherfucker t- like tries. Like I give him so many attempts to like win me back. I remember yeah. watching that, and I was after the end comes up, that bird comes down, picks up – who is it? Bryce Dallas Howard picks Bryce her up Dallas and then Howard, credits yeah. it. And I was like, yo, what the fuck was that? Like, I literally was like angry because I was like, yeah. why did I waste my time on that? I was really upset. <laughs> that was, yeah, that one sucked. I'm pretty sure somebody took their soda and threw it at a wall, like another patron. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, I didn't see that in the theater. I remember seeing that like at home or HBO or something. But the thing that always was like made me fucking want to punch the tv when i saw it was that the whole premise was about a writer who was going to write the greatest book ever yeah, the cookbook and yeah he was going to write something that changed the world and guess who played the writer yeah fucking m night Shyamalan. i was like yeah. oh fuck you yeah, whack city you douche <laughs> and not only oh, yeah. that like the 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 guy who's the asshole is the movie critic yes yeah, yeah. exactly Ugh. yeah um but I remember, I mean, he used to have like his, his movies used to be like, oh shit, M. Night Shyamalan's coming up. Yeah. Like Signs. I remember it was sold out. And we, do you remember this? I think it was you, me, and like either Enrique or Adolf. Like we, we got to the theater and for some reason they sold us tickets, but it was like sold out. They still sold us tickets though. So we were in the mm-hmm. aisle. You don't remember that? We watched I the remember whole that movie. for Six Sense. I remember it was me, you, and Adolf for Six no. Cents. No, it was yeah. not Six Cents. Six Cents, I remember vividly Six Cents. Six Cents, we went to Orlando to watch it because we never, at that time, we never saw movies in Orlando. We went to Orlando to watch it and there was like, it was like, there was like a balcony and then there was like the floor seating. Okay. And mom, and mom saw it on the floor and we went to the balcony for some reason to watch. We were like, we want to go to the balcony to see it. What? So that was signs? That was Sixth Sense. And, I don't and know. Okay. I vividly yeah. remember that. And then we we went down from the balcony and they came up and, and they were like, wow, that was really good. I was like, yeah, that was crazy. And we all left. But we all saw that in Orlando. Signs, I I remember. It might have been The Village. I don't know. But it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I'm pretty sure it was Signs. But we couldn't find a seat. So we sat in the aisle. I remember and just that. watched the whole movie there, and that yeah. was like you, me, and Adolf, or you, me, and Enrique. I don't remember. So but. see, I'm thinking Adolf because I remember Adolf being there, sitting us sitting in the aisle, and yeah. I remember, I remember that, and that's why. So so a, it's an M Night Shyamalan movie because either I'm thinking Sixth Sense, and then 
I'm, I remember, I don't, but I remember that we went to another movie and we snuck into that movie. Oh. See, I don't remember that. See, and now I'm thinking, check out the time, what, what day or what month that Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back came out. Because I remember watching that with Adolf. So now what I think is that we went to Jay and Silent Bob and then we snuck into an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Then that's See, the, if they're the same time, then that's the case. Then it's going to be Signs because... 2001 was Jay and Silent Bob. 2002 so, was Signs. And then it has to be The Sixth Sense, man. Because Sixth Sense came out like in 1999. Sixth Sense came out in 1999. Jay and Silent Bob 2001. came out in 2001. No. So what time? And Maybe signs, signs came out in 2002. Fuck. I'm telling you, but... And I think so I'm maybe pretty sure I saw. Different. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw Jay and Silent Bob with you because I remember. I know we, I know we saw it together. But yeah, Jay and Silent Bob, I remember we saw it together because we were like the only ones in the theater. And Jay I was and Silent like, Bob Strike Back, Strike Back. Yeah, I'm and telling we you, the, Adolf was there for sure. By the way, you might for, audience, for audience, we have a friend named Adolf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I mean maybe he was, but I'm I, telling you, I he was very. There. I remember seeing Jay and Silent Bob. Strike back in a theater with very few people because I was like, yo, how does nobody else want to see this? I remember that. <laughs> and I, like, I was like, I, but I was such a big Kevin Smith fan. That I was yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Dude, how's nobody else? Like we're thinking here? like, why is this not like a Steven Spielberg? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a Spielberg premiere. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's just a movie full of inside jokes for his fans. And I was well, that's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? How's nobody else in here? Um, but yeah, I, I think it was signs. I, it might have been The Village, too. I don't remember. remember yeah, I don't remember. But it's definitely M. Like, Night Shyamalan. Yeah, it was it was a Shyamalan movie. But, but what that tells you is that they sold us three tickets with the with the idea of, like, fuck you guys. So yeah, you guys get kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it? But Signs wasn't even rated R. Signs was PG-13, I think. So that we were able to get into that movie because they wouldn't have Six sold Sense us. would have been rated R. I th- no, Six no. Sense couldn't have been rated R. Yes. There's no sex. I don't think there's a fuck in there. That's just scary. Yeah. Yeah. Six Sense was PG-13. Both those movies are PG-13. I think they just oversold it. Or there was like just, you know, there's three seats, but there was like one oh, by separated. themselves, one by themselves, yeah. one by themselves somewhere in right. a full theater, basically. Yeah. Because I remember one of the, that, that experience with whoever it was, Adolf or Ricky, I think it was Adolf. But I remember, I you know how you go up the little ramp? Yep. And I remember looking over the little banister and that shit was like packed. And yeah. I was like, oh, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I remember that. Um, and, you know, then there's the funny ones. Like, I remember going to see uh, um, fucking, <laughs> we saw Chronicles of Riddick in the theater with me. Okay. It was me, Brian Bowe, and his brother Greg, and maybe somebody else like Nick Hill maybe or something. And uh, so we go to this fucking movie and we were watching this is like the whole time. We're like, yes, this movie suck. (laughs) Halfway through, we all wanted to just leave because it was so bad. I was like, I've never wanted to walk out of a movie so, so much. I know it was just so bad. So did you guys walk out? No, we just watched the whole thing. And just afterwards, Brian, of course, just goes, that was so fucking stupid. <laughs> and I remember I remember seeing, I think, Revenge of the Sith with them, mm. with Brian and Nick. And I think Todd was there. I don't remember. But we all went to see Revenge of the Sith, like, opening night. 
Yeah. And I was so, you know, a Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah. So I was pumped. They didn't care that much. So they saw it. And I remember afterwards, he was making fun of the movie. I was like, it was good. It's <laughs> like, no, you, the, I remember Brian's like, you just like it because it's Star Wars. I was like, no, man, it was pretty good. But yeah. What was he I saying? Do you remember? What was this? It was just, yeah, he was just like, like, is he criticizing because no. it's like he doesn't understand? Yeah. No, he's criticizing because it's a bad movie. He's criticizing uh, yeah. all the stupid parts where he's like, yeah, yeah. no, oh, yeah, hold me, Annie. Hold me like you did on Naboo. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. So good. That was yeah. bad. Yeah, those three were – people now try to reframe it like they were – they try to take it back a little bit, but they were not. But yeah. I got to say, man, when I first saw episode one, I loved it. I was yeah. like, that was perfect. That was great. And it took me – I had to get on the internet to realize I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But attack of the clones even too. I was like, I remember, well, 2000 attack of the clones was 2002. So I would have been 16. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I would have been like 16 and I was just like, dude, those fucking star Wars. That was great. And, uh, I, there was things that I was like, eh, about, but it like overall, I remember being like liking it. But um, yeah, I just remember being like, "Why is Obi Wan like a fucking diner who with this guy like this fucking weird alien yeah. dude?" And like the Django Fett the thing was kind of like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And the Django Fett thing was kind of like, I was like, "All right, that was kind of whack. I don't really care about that. It's kind of cool. It explains where the clones came from, but I don't really need it." Or where the stormtroopers came from and all that shit. But yeah, I don't know. I do remember having a, a the experience of what I think you were there. We we saw uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, the third one, the last one, and <laughs> uh, where this is just one of those great like movie movie theater moments where somebody yells something out and everybody yeah. laughs. <laughs> where <laughs> <you're talking> <laughs> so so at the end of the movie they all go on a, a boat to like the basically heaven essentially um and then bilbo is finally looking like there he's he hasn't had the ring for a while so he's finally starting to age and he looks like he's really really old and uh-huh. he's walking with a cane and stuff <laughs> and he's wearing like this green robe when he gets off so he gets on the <laughs> boat and he's waddling to the boat and some dude in the crowd goes, old hobbit pimp. <laughs> <laughs> and the place fucking erupted. It was so oh, great. That's so good. But I do remember that movie too at the end because that movie has like four endings. Oh. And then, <laughs> yeah, and everybody had that. <laughs> so it was like, and they all lived happily ever after. Yeah. And then it's like, and some more shit. And then yeah. I remember everybody went, oh. Yeah. oh, by the way, this is what happened to Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember that. I remember sitting there. I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on with this? Yeah. I remember watching uh, one of those Lord of the Rings. It had to be either two, t- I think it was two towers. And I saw it with a friend, Rodney. I don't know if you ever met Rodney. Yeah, yeah, I remember. This. I, like I know the hood. story you're gonna tell me too. Yeah, this dude's a hood <laughs> dude. He's like from the yeah. hood. That's just what it is. And he's not into Lord of the Rings or whatever. Yeah. But I remember I was like so embarrassed, like going to because he was just like, I don't know. He, he was just like, what the fuck are we watching, Pedro? <laughs> and then I remember like when um, uh, Gollum shows up on screen, he was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, bro, relax. Just watch the movie. And then I remember when there, there was like somebody dies in the movie. Like yeah. in, there's a father son thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and when, the son when, dies. No, yeah. The son dies. And then this dude, Ronnie starts crying. Like he starts tearing up. He was yeah. like, yo man, this movie got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> Oh. Like I'm, I'm the one that instigated this viewing to go watch it, and I'm not that yeah. into it. That much. Yeah, that's so funny. You've been to theaters recently? I mean, Barbie and Oppenheimer were the last oh, one, okay. but those certainly weren't. Uh, Are you going with like general the general theaters? Because you know sometimes they do like special theaters. Like there's like ten seats, and it's for like the oh no. Sometimes not really. they call gold class or whatever, you know, like the luxury. No. Okay. No, I always just go to like the random theater. The only thing is, I haven't, I haven't been to a movie on like opening night, and I can't even tell you. Like, yeah, maybe like a Star Wars movie, and maybe that was like Last Jedi. I didn't even go see Rise of Skywalker like opening night. I saw it maybe like, you know, maybe one or two days past. I like, I'm not opening night anymore. Just it's also hard to get tickets opening night unless you yeah. like really for like something big, like unless you really really like buy the tickets yeah Yeah. but i mean i think my like hardcore buying a ticket for the friday that it comes out or even like a midnight showing early that ended with like avengers endgame yeah i don't know if that's i can't see one happening again like that maybe for tarantino's last movie but like even then i'm I'm, i could probably hold off yeah i haven't done like a midnight showing for a long time just yeah. because it's just like, yeah, I'm just <laughs> want yeah. to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But speaking like, of which, remember when you used to work in the movie theater and we used to yeah. like, yeah, we used to watch movies like before they came out. Yeah. Well, because they needed to run the projection. Yeah. So there was like, well, we're playing the movie anyway. And I used to get the hookup and I was like, well, yeah. can my brother and I just sit and watch the movie? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You so saw then, Aviator. Aviator. Children of Men. I remember. Oh, really? Pretty okay. sure we saw Children of Men together because I was I remember watching that and being like those two like Aviator was like cool and I was like oh that was great I really liked that and those and it was I think both of them were like Christmas Eve right yeah it was Christmas because I remember asking the the manager at the time I was like you guys you guys running Aviator tonight or whatever and she was a little apprehensive first like oh yeah but we don't know and I was like you're running and like I've done it before. So what's yeah. the problem now? And it was right. more like it was like it was Martin Scorsese and stuff, and um, and I remember her just being like, "All right, well, yeah, it is Christmas." Like she was doing me a favor or something. I was like, "Yeah, just, you're running." And then she ended up she was there too with like her yeah. boyfriend. I so I was like, that. "What the fuck?" Yeah, and I guess like, maybe what we ruined your date. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have like I don't know. She's gonna give cinema sex or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was to a Martin point. Scorsese movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, but um, yeah, and Children of Men, I think we saw. Um, I think we saw it that way because that was like I remember seeing that and not really having a a, a huge idea of what I was gonna see, yeah. and just being like that was the fucking best movie I've ever seen. I was like that was fucking amazing. I can't believe nobody else saw that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that one was tight. I don't remember a ton of other ones like that. It was like those are the only two ones I remember seeing like that. Um. But yeah, we got to see a couple early like that. That was tight. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I remember like when I worked at a theater, at the cinema theater, like just seeing. There's so many movies I've seen just on like by accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. My mm-hmm. super ex girlfriend. I don't know how many times I've seen that shit. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yo, like I have it. I almost want to buy it yeah. because it's kind of like I've seen it <laughs> so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. It's part of my like somewhere in my like DNA there somewhere. Um, What's another one? Uh, accepted. I, I actually, I think I have that on Blu-ray because I saw that so many times just like sweeping up a, a movie theater. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There was, there was oh, one of those romantic comedies like that kate hudson was in oh the reason i it's gonna come to me but there was a song that used to play in this like some really poppy song that used to play in it so many times that it's just like once i hear it it just takes me back to that moment how to Um, lose a guy in 10 days it might have been one of those i have to hear the song because you know how she has so many of those kind of movies at yeah. the time is it's there's a song once i hear it i'm telling you it takes me right back to that movie and i'm just like yeah. oh yeah i've seen this there's she has a couple so she has how to lose a guy in 10 days alex and emma the divorce raising helen you me and dupree Fool's that Gold. i saw that that was one i saw a bunch of times you me and dupree my a best friend's girl times that's funny that you saw that you me and dupree yeah because it's yeah. like i yeah, barely like, remember that yeah it's a nothing movie yeah yeah it's just one of those things like what's his name Owen was it owen yeah owen yeah. wilson's a lovable loser um is it matt dylan matt dylan uh, i won't say goldie hawn kate hudson they're a couple they uh matt dylan gets there they get matt dylan's like one of the boys whatever whatever he gets engaged so you get a house and you start living together something happens where owen wilson has to sleep on the uh, in their couch yeah. And he moves in, like his house burns down or something. And then it's just like hijinks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Owen Wilson. And he's a lovable loser. So, and it's Owen Wilson. He's like, hey, man, you know, I masturbate on the couch because, like, it's my energy. And they can't, like, fault him for it. You yeah. Know? <sighs> and then, and, and Kate Hudson's not having it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's yeah, just like, she's, she's just so angry. Yeah. This stuff. But I just remember one scene out of that movie. I was just like, I was like, what is this? Like, because they catch Owen Wilson masturbating. Matt Dillon takes away his pornography without t- telling Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson finds it, and then she is uh, pissed off at Matt Dillon. I was like Kevin Dillon at Matt Dillon because he has all this porn. And I just remember a line in the movie. She goes, "Why do you have all this?" Chinese pornography in your room. And I was like, oh, okay. You you, you could just say yeah. pornography. It could just be pornography. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter that it's Chinese. Yeah. It's just weird. But that was another one I saw a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, For no reason. You know, it's interesting. The Russo brothers directed that, which I'm just looking at now. You mean Dupree? Yeah. Isn't that what? crazy? It's so I weird. You got to get your start somewhere. So. Yeah, man. Fuck it. You never know who's going to be whatever. I wonder if, I hope everybody was nice to them on that set. Yeah. Well, I guess not because nobody shows up in Captain America. Apparently not. <laughs> that's what I'm like. That's what I'm saying. Like, because you can see uh, Kate Hudson as a, as a 1940s Captain America chick in the background or something. I know. Or in that part as Peggy Carter. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. They didn't, they never talked to Matt Dillon again. Yeah, Matt Dillon could have been a, a soldier. In the could have been a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, Matt Dillon's come back a little bit. He was in um, he was in Wes Anderson's movie, um, 
Asteroid City. What's it called? Asteroid City, yeah. I still haven't seen it. Somebody recommended it. And you recommended it. And I had a, another person recommend it to me that last weekend. It's so. good. It's just very Wes Anderson-y. I, 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 I think I've seen it like twice, and I still want to watch it again because I'm like, feel like I didn't get it. I probably, I think I fell asleep the second time and I didn't get it the first time. And there's like one scene, like Margot Robbie's in like one scene. Yeah. And that's like the best scene in the movie. It's really good. Ooh. But like, I need to watch it and like put it all together again to see how I really feel about it. Oh, okay. But I don't know, man. This Wes Anderson dude, he just gets everybody, everybody wants to be in this dude's movies and everybody is in them. He gets some stuff stars dog yeah it was a stack cast tom hanks margot robbie scarlett johansson jeffrey jeffrey wright ed norton jeff goldblum mad dylan (laughs) my heart dylan's in this photo i mean this picture we got them all in the hood should have put a rapper in there. Should have put 50 Cent. 50 Cent and Wes Anderson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's wearing glasses and yeah. a fucking uh, Letterman jacket or something. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so odd if, if, if he just popped up. Yeah, they need to put 50 Cent in more movies. There is, I was talking about this on like some other podcasts, but I was like, it's just so funny to me. Like, I was watching this show called Love Life with Anna Kendrick. And uh-huh. in it, she, it's about her, I guess it's like covers like 10 years of her life or something like that. I don't know. It covers, uh, yeah, covers a long time in her life where she is this girl in New York and I guess she moves there in like the, like 2010 or something, or 2009. And by the end of it, it's like 20, you know, 2020 or 2019. But it just, it's like a, eight episode show covers her whole life in New York. Like she like dates all sorts of different dudes, um, has a kid with one dude. It doesn't really like, doesn't really work out, but they're like friends, they're parenting friends and shit. And, and then like, so the last episode is like her just at some wedding, just going like, you know what? I'm alone, but I like myself and I'm feeling good. And then, you know how, you know how it always goes. She meets a dude at the wedding. Uh, who's like the most handsome guy and the most charming guy and the most whatever guy. And you're like, Oh, this is the nice guy that she's going to end up with. Right. Yeah. And it's the Kingsley Benadir, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the most handsome, exactly. The most handsome, charming British. He's British in the the show. In the show, he's British. And it's just like, that that, that was my thing. That's an added thing. You know, he can't be some motherfucker from Alabama. That's exactly my point. It was my, exactly my point. I was like, why does it have to be like the British, you know, the British black dude? Like, why can't it be 50 Cent? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, if you're really trying to do the diversity thing, like make it 50, dude. Yeah. Bro, like, why can't she be with 50 like what's wrong yeah. with him yeah i got one better make it lloyd banks or tony yeah <laughs> yeah tony yeah would be good <laughs> so those big cheeks yeah <laughs> so mommy yeah 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 make it cameron i don't give yeah, a fuck no. cameron's been in movies you Cam- mad you mad <laughs> you seen that no no, you've seen that. I think a, I have, but I'm it's like, it's Cameron and Dame Dash on Bill O'Reilly. 
Uh, oh yes, and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah. yeah, yeah and course. they got some principal of a school, and you know how it is. Hip hop's destroying the young people. And Bill O'Reilly's like, "What do you have to say?" And Dame Dash is like, "I'm not responsible." Blah, blah, blah. And then the principal's like, "Well, you guys are them." And then Cameron's acting a fool, and he's like, "Cause Bill <laughs> Bill O'Reilly's talking, and he was like, "I know about you, doggy. I know about you." <laughs> he goes, "You mad? You mad?" It's hilarious. Anyone listening have to check that out. It's classic. Nothing's. Nothing's better than a dude that could take you back to third grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like take us a, you know, some like guy who thinks he's smart in a suit and tie and just take you back to third grade. It's like yeah. the best. Yeah. It just breaks but, you down. Strikes you down. The classic, it's genius because he's just like really on a street level. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if Bill yeah. O'Reilly and Cameron are legitimately on the street and you just in the streets of New York and you watch that interaction where Bill O'Reilly's like rah, rah. Cameron won. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. Cameron won. He looks Bill O'Reilly looks stupid. Yeah. As you he know? walks out of the subway car. You mad doggy. You mad. Go sit down. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Go catch the L train. Sit down. You mad doggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, some I can people, imagine Bill Wright. You're ruining the youth. <laughs> some people need to be taken back to third grade like that. They just need to be like shown that, like, yeah, you know what? Just because you're on TV and just because you think you're somebody, like, let me show you how quickly I could like make you feel like nothing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. let me feel how stupid you are. Mm. Um, so but, Anna Kendrick's dating this fucking Mr. Handsome on that show. That was it. I mean, that was oh. it. She's just dating. She's she basically like the last episode. You're like, oh, she's gonna end up with Kingsley Benadire. But uh, my thing was like, like, just uh, make it fifty. Yeah, that was my point. Yeah, that was my only point. Make it fifty. Make it yeah. fucking make it ODB. Make it Luda. Make it ODB. <laughs> He's dead, but sure. I know. <laughs> but if he was alive, make it ODB. Yeah, yeah. That's another classic. <laughs> oh, uh, classic. Uh, you see, remember that one? The classic ODB answer. It's a video. He's on TRL. I think so. Yeah, so it's it's a very hip hop show today. We started off with Fifty Cent into yeah, but it's it's ODB on TRL. It's oh, they're promoting Ghetto Superstar. Yeah, because Maya Praz is there and Carson yeah. Daly's there. It's a whole audience of like you know kids, TRL kids and stuff yeah. like that and someone calls over the phone and oh yeah yeah what is yeah. your what are you gonna do for the kids or something yeah she like goes that. i know what pros is doing for the community and am i up a odb old dirty bastard what are you doing for the community what are you doing to give back and i love his response because he's like looking he's like are, are you talking first he doesn't say anything because he's like oh he's pointing his finger like you talking to me he goes nothing <laughs> <laughs> everyone laughs yeah yeah, like anybody else would be like, oh, oh, no, humana, humana, humana. Like, yeah. Nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Good for you, sir. Yeah. That's so funny. Good for you. Keep it up. Who would it be? It would be a good pairing. Uh, it was Anna Kendrick. So, who's another Anna Kendrick esque type? Because I'm trying to mash these chicks up now. Oh, like just. What's that like other one? Le- Lena Dunham? Lena she was Dunham. A- yeah, she was in Girls. Is that her? What her name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's match her up with who is? Um, oh, she looks different. Does uh, she? Mm-hmm. I want to match her up with Little Yachty. 
She even looks different from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, she was in that. Whoa, boy, she looked different. (laughs) Anyone can. I'm going to let people look it up. Yep, yep. Just go ahead and look it up. Everyone Uh, is beautiful. mm -hmm. We all are God's children. (laughs) Um, I want, what's her name? Is it Margaret? Now I'm thinking about Once Upon a Time and all the little um, uh, daughters of Hollywood and shit. Yeah. Yeah, Mar- Margaret, is it Margaret Qualley? Qualley, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put her with. <laughs> oh, we're just putting them all with rappers? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, put her with the baby. The baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck all yep. this shit, like putting them with like yeah. Michael B. Jordan and stuff like that. Because honestly, I don't think, I, I can't see Michael B. Jordan or... Um, what's the other Ben Adir going yeah. with these chicks that's a casting thing that's them saying like I wanted to be diverse but I wanted to be like yeah exactly That's that was hot. my thing that was my like thing I was like I wanted to be diverse but I want him to be like you know a British like the most sophisticated you know. dude right exactly they went backwards like, they said like we want a Harry Styles type most sophisticated uh, what's uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston but he has to be person of color <laughs> yeah exactly and where's it it takes place in new york yeah okay yeah listen i don't listen how long you live in new york for chris uh at least 10 11 years did you run into that many handsome british people <laughs> no <laughs> you know what i, I mean I, who did, did met, you run more into people like tony yeah. yayo and fucking yeah. lloyd banks Daily, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like uh, the the most handsome British black dude in the world, at even at a wedding, like yeah, <laughs> into this motherfucker, yeah. Like, no, I, even at a wedding, I ran into more Tony Ayos. Exactly. So let's keep yeah. it real, everybody. I'm gonna put. Uh, she's almost too famous, though. Who's that? Haley Steinfeld. With Not too famous. I don't think might be many people know. Yeah, but sure. I was gonna say Travis Scott, but he's too. No, too, he's too. Yeah, who do you think? Haley Steinfeld. Put her with. Uh, I love him, Little Boosie. <laughs> yeah, little, you know Boosie. Little Boosie. I love. Yes, him. Yes, I so do. Good. Boosie's very funny on. Yeah. Instagram and shit. Yeah, that's perfect. We're doing a casting call for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have to have a sex scene. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> Mandatory. Doing, all right. I'm going to do the one from Pam and Tommy. Oh, I know. Lily Allen. Lily Allen. Lily okay. James. Lily James. I love her, man. I think she, don't take her away from me. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. but you can do it for sure. But I think she's, I think she's so, I think she's underrated. I think she mm-hmm. just needs that break. She was also in drive. She was also in, uh, um, Oh, she was in uh what's it called the, pride the and fuck? prejudice and zombies which i did see baby driver uh, yeah oh that's what i said ba- i said drive baby driver mm-hmm. yeah i think she was excellent baby Dri- I, I liked her and she was in yesterday and stuff yeah she's another one i think i, I mean maybe i mentioned it but it, it match her up but i think she should be the next money penny in a james bond film when they when they re- reboot it but that's mm, just interesting me. yeah that's just me but who are you gonna match her up with? Her, like I'm trying to find the most SoundCloud of SoundCloud rappers. 
you might have to go on a grime session. Grime is yeah. like the British version. How about Lil Uzi? Yeah, I was. I'm looking at Lil Uzi right now. <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, have her as Money Penny and Lil Uzi Vert as James Bond. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but for real though, it's like you. It would you'd probably run into a dude with tattoos like Kodak Black <laughs> more yeah. frequently than you would run into. I don't know. Than to Kingsley. Yeah. Motherfucker's name is Kingsley. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I know. It makes me think. It made me think he was related to Ben Kingsley for a bit, but I don't Mm. think so. But anyway, that was my gripe with that movie Uh, or that show. Otherwise, it's a very good show. And not even that that it was like that that made it bad. It was just like one of those things you see, you're like, okay, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. Yeah. The chicks can't get mad. Actresses can't get mad, or anyone can't get mad when they when you see Al Pacino cast with, you know, oh yeah, a more a younger mm-hmm. uh, actress as yeah, his spouse true. or girlfriend, or DiCaprio for the that fact, yeah, because it's going, it's happening the other way, you know. Yup, yup, yup. So yep. don't get mad. <laughs> Just take it. I want to see 50 Cent in a... <laughs> With Amanda Seyfried. I was going to go the other way, like a period <laughs> piece. I was going more prestigious, oh. like... Oh, okay. 50 Cent. Oh, and now speaking about 50 Cent, more. Pre- I was just thinking about... I, I was The first thing that came is Sandra Bullock, but that would never happen. But did you hear about the, Sandra, the blind side thing? This is an insane story, yeah. Wow. Crazy, huh? Yeah. So, so for people that don't know, the... Um, so there's this movie, the movie, the blind side that came out in 2008 and it was kind of like, it's one of those, I think it was nominated for best picture and shit. It was like, this been, movie, but Sandra Bullock definitely won for best actress. Yeah. She, Sandra Bullock won for best actress. So the movie is about, uh, like this white family that takes in this black kid from, I don't know, the inner city. I never saw it. Yeah. This, who knows? I guess they take him from the inner city and then they like, you know, put him in a football team. And he makes something of himself and becomes an NFL player and all this stuff. Yeah, white savior movie, basically. White right? savior movie, yeah. As I've, you know, that's what race the movie the play is about. It's about, you know, it's a white savior movie. So it turns out all these years later that the family that the white family that adopted this guy who's an NFL player now, like, for I don't know, you can correct me, but they used some kind of thing in the adoption thing where they were taking all the money from the movie. Yeah. And they didn't give him anything. Yeah. Because something like his, he was the, since he was their legal, they were his legal guardian. They were able to sell his story to the studios. So they profited off of everything and he didn't have a say. And also they made him like sign off on stuff. Yeah. Like not unwillingly, but not like, um, without giving him all the details of what the deal was. By the way, it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. And it's, now he's yeah. pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I yeah. saw somebody just posted like, I don't know, somebody on, on Twitter just posted a picture of him and his wife and his wife is black. And they were basically like, the the inference was that like, as soon as like he married a black woman, she was like, wait, what the fuck? Where's the money going? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, 
but yeah, that's a pretty, that's pretty crazy. And it's also just like, I don't know. I, I have to roll my eyes because it, I go like, yes, that's sounds right. <laughs> I like, <laughs> does not surprise me that yeah. I don't know, they weren't doing anything. They did all that for, you know, they weren't doing that out of the kindness of their hearts. Mm. They weren't that great. Yeah. It's a shitty situation, man. Really fucked yeah, up. Yeah. So now what he should do is sell the fucking rights. The rights to, to the his second movie. Yeah. 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 They sell the rights to the second movie, the real movie directed by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Not directed by Spike Lee. Yeah. About what really happened. <laughs> great. And Sandra Bullock can play her again. Oh, that'd be awesome. And 50, yeah. and see, there you go. And 50 Cent is the fucking boy. Is the, is, yeah. uh, I is say like man. Yeah. yeah, he's that. He, he plays the football player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 50 Cent plays the football player. Yeah. And then in Tarantino style, we rewrite the ending where he guns yes. them down. <laughs> he just shoots everybody at the end. Oh, man. Michael O'Her is his name. Michael O'Her, yes. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. It would be Dude. funny if instead of Sandra Bullock, they cast like, I mean, no disrespect, but like Melissa Leo, <laughs> you know, like Who? Melissa Leo is just like a little more, a little less flattering <laughs> portrayal. Melissa Leo, I have to look that up. Just look up Melissa Leo. You'll know she Oscar winner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Nothing wrong with her, but yeah, it's just it's just to be to to have Sandra Bullock to be cast as Sandra Bullock on the first. Oh go yeah, around. yeah. And then it's just like <laughs> they're probably a little more, you know, closer to closer to Earth is yes. Melissa Leo. I see what you're saying for the yeah. sinister portrayal. Yes. I see. <laughs> And put her in like old makeup and just yeah. put warts on her face. And shit. <laughs> yeah, basically make her the wizard of uh, the witch from fucking Wizard of Oz and stuff. Yeah. She's literally riding a broom. I don't know why. <laughs> but, oh, uh, anyway, but I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. We said, a we lot. talked about it. We said a lot. We said, we said enough. We said enough. We, said enough. we, we went an hour and 18 talking about hip-hop yeah started we booked ended with hip-hop and 50 yeah. cent basically yeah mm-hmm. yeah good. it's weird it went full circle 50 cent if you can kids this weekend watch good get rich or die trying it was completely forgettable like i've watched eight miles so many times really i i don't really go back to eight mile that much to be honest really yeah i mean i liked it and, and the reason chris is saying that because i'm a massive eminem fan yeah and um uh, the thing with with it, I find now that I'm watching it, it, it really is kind of like a boring movie. There's really yeah. nothing that happens in it, and the Not best parts are the rapping. Yeah, you know the the particularly the battle scenes at the end. That's the best parts. But I just don't care for that character. I just don't care for B Rabbit and his problems. I'm just yeah. kind of like, all right, man, you live a. And, and one thing about that, and this could be a whole different episode too. But one thing about that movie as well, I was watching it. It was like he he is kind of like a whiny little. Yeah, child in a sense of there's that one scene where all the boys they're hanging out I forget where inside or outside of the car and Eminem goes B-Rabbit goes you know you guys don't do shit you guys don't about anything you you're always and he singles out all his friends we gotta do blunt to bitches no we gotta do blunt to bitches we gotta talk about the power we don't do shit we don't do anything and then he walks away and then the guy that was in um 
and get Richard die trying the, the 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 chubby guy goes man you're tripping man and I looked at that scene and I was like bro he just this guy's like uh he's a Debbie Downer why are you guys hanging out yeah. with him right you know yeah, what I mean yeah. like he's just I don't know where's this friendship coming from so it's just so it's just stuff like that and I don't know yeah it just the movie doesn't do that it it it. I've, I watch it now. I'm just like, and he's, and uh, to be true, he's not like a great actor. He's like stilted. He's not doing anything. Yeah. He, he he's passable as an actor, yeah. but he's not it, doing anything extra. You know, it's funny. He has a better I, scene in the wash. Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg's the wash. That's a, that's <laughs> yeah, a yeah, better yeah. movie. <laughs> that's that's a better Eminem role. So many, so many quotes from that movie, but just to go back to eight mile real quick is, yeah, they, like if you watch it, they could kind of cut around him because he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do a lot, and they they just cut to him almost not reacting in a way. Yeah, they surrounded him with a bunch of good actors, and they they cut around him like just giving a look at a certain yeah. time where you go, oh, that's what he's thinking. But yeah. he might have not been. <laughs> he might have just been like staring off into space. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, there's a lot of it where he's just sitting in the bus sitting down yep. riding and he's just you know saying and it's just him just looking around he, he either when they're in that like parking lot and people are rapping the camera pans he's just looking at them you know just looking oh what's going on over there or it's just him w- working at a at a at an auto sh- what what is it like a, uh, he, uh, an auto, an auto factory yeah yeah and it's just him working just him walking around there's really not too much, you know, and it's just, yeah. So the thing that's, the thing that's funny to me about that movie now is that if you didn't know who Eminem was, you'd be like, why did they make the white dude the best rapper in the movie? Like <laughs> yeah. it's fucking Hollywood bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, going, going back to the wash, I, that's now you want to talk about movies that raised us. Like yeah. we had that one on DVD and yeah. there's so many speaking of bad actors. Dr. Dre is terrible. Oh, Snoop Dogg is so like, bad. Snoop Dogg's actually kind of brilliant. And he plays like a, the story is bad. It's just like George Wallace is in there who I just saw live, uh, who's great. But, um, yeah, there's so many good lines from it. I remember it was like where Dr. Dre owes Snoop the rent. Snoop and Dr. Dr. Dre, Dre and Snoop Dogg are, if anyone roommates. doesn't know the wash, they're roommates. Yeah. They're roommates. And Dr. Dre got fired from, Footlocker, right? Yeah. In was the beginning, he stealing? I don't know. It's just they don't he, really don't they, they infer it, but they don't really explain. Yeah. And Snoop Dogg works amongst with these multiple crazy kooky characters at a car wash. Yeah, but Snoop but Dogg, he doesn't work. Weird. He just kind of yeah. shows up and does a couple of hours, and then he would just yeah. be like, "Yo, I gotta go to dentist appointment." And then he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg recommends Dr. Dre to get a job. So then Dr. Dre becomes the manager at the, at the car wash, thus becoming Snoop's boss. Uh, boss, And that's where the conflict. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah. And Dre starts being a like, he gets the power and starts being a dick to, to Snoop, which is funny. And then there's some kind of thing about kidnapping later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why? What? Yeah. George Wallace is the owner of the car wash who gets does he get kidnapped? Somebody kidnaps him for ransom or something. There is a ransom plot in there somewhere. Oh, there's like some gangsters. DJ Pooh, who's yeah. the director of the movie, is like the dumbest. He wants to extort them. Ever. I remember. Yeah, they want to go. They 
yeah, their plan is to like kidnap him for some reason and hold him for ransom. I think I don't remember it, it but it doesn't really matter. That's not the point <laughs> of the movie. Like the point of the movie is to just do jokes at a car wash. Yeah. Um. But Snoop Dogg has great lines where he's Dr. Dre owes him the rent, and he's like, "Where's my yeah. rent?" He's like, "Go get me my chips." Wait. Dip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Snoop is great. Snoop is playing uh, like NBA Live or something on the Xbox yeah. getting his hair braided, smoking weed. Yeah. And then he's just playing. He's playing. Obviously, he's playing with the Lakers. He goes like, damn, Kobe. Pass the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Pass the ball, Kobe. Something like that. It's great. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. There's so many. And then Eminem's in it. That's one thing. That's it. Yeah. Eminem, Eminem was like, the ex manager. He got fired. Yeah. But now he calls up the the owner, George Wallace, and just makes threatening prank calls. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he calls him up. Hey, motherfucker. I hope you're having a good day because the rest of your day is going to be fucked. And he yeah. just hangs up. Yeah. And then he's it's like, the way he hey. sets it up because he's like, go, he goes, hi, good morning. How are you? That's good. That's good. Because the rest of your day is going to be fucked. I'm going to come at you. I'm gonna get I got the AK and I'm ready to spray. Yeah. You might yeah. be wondering who this is. <laughs> Fuck you. And then he ends up. <laughs> yeah. And he actually becomes like the deus ex machina because he, uh, he ends he like weirdly saves the day. Yeah. Because he comes with an AK. I don't know. I have to watch that. Like, Cause it, like yeah. I said, it's convoluted. There's a plot about, and then the gangsters show up and then he, cause he shows up, he like <coughs> diffuses the situation. Cause he's right. like with an AK a, literally has an AK. And then the other gangsters like, you know, just run away, I guess. Yeah. And the cops come and arrest him. Yeah. But yeah. then he like, sh- I think Dr. Dre like shields Snoop Dogg or something. Yeah. And then that's how they and become they, friends again. Yeah. And they rekindle their friendship. Yeah. Another great line. Oh, I forgot the comedian that's in that. Um, but like, you know, cause freaking uh, Snoop is just, um, he's just lazy. He just like breaks out whenever he wants to, when he's supposed yeah. to be working and he just kind of like goes home and stuff like that. And, uh, um, it's, Lam- it's, is it Lamont Bentley? That's the comedian. Oh man. It's, uh, it might be, but anyway, Snoop Dogg comes from his quote unquote uh, dentist appointment and his in his in his Lolo and his his uh, his um uh, his low rider with like the hydraulics and he's bouncing the car and the guy goes hitting them switches on them bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I don't know yeah. how many times you saw it. Like, yeah, great movie, great soundtrack too. Of obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great movie, great underrated hood movie. That's the only thing we all like. We'll do an episode on just like these hood movies. Fat Beach, classic. Oh movie. my god, Fat Beach. Yeah, I used to love Fat Beach. Yeah, yeah. Fat Beach, that, How to Be a Player. Yes, with Bill Bellamy. Yep, bro. I remember watching that movie. I was like, Yo, Bill Bellamy is like the greatest. He's the biggest superstar. Like yeah. he's bigger than Will Smith. Like he's, he's very dramatic. good in it. He's like, yeah. he's charismatic in it. And- it's an interesting concept and like, yeah. And that's another more... movie. That's we, we shouldn't have been watching as kids because <laughs> it's all yeah, about sex. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's nudity and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, and it, it's almost like a, it's like a black Ferris Bueller, but mm. the only problem is but he grown. doesn't get he's away with up. it. Yeah. He's grown up. The only yeah. problem is he doesn't get away with it, which would have been amazing. Could the, the, I don't could... remember the end. The end is that. So, so her, so he's 
Bill Bellamy's dating like seven girls. Yeah. Including uh, Lark Voorhees. Lisa Ah, uh, yes. Yes, so, I but, remember. But Lark Voorhees is like his main girl who's like, his, he's going to marry. And yeah. he's always talking directly to camera about how to be a player. Yeah. And like he's giving advice. And the tips and, and the tricks. Yeah. So the Lovely. whole movie, the whole movie is like his whole day just going to different, all the different girls he's fucking. Yeah. And then, so then his sister is basically, it's almost exactly. It's, like it Ferris is Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah she's pissed like, off. She's pissed off that he's getting that he's away the player with and she finds like his little black book. Yeah. And she finds yeah. his little black book and she's going to like put all the girls, all his girlfriends in a, like in one place all at the same time so that he can get caught in spectacular fashion. Yeah. And then his sister's friend. And he has a is, friend that's kind of a, a nerd and he's trying to like mentor him. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. And his sister's friend is like this girl who is writing like a college paper about I don't know. It's know, how to lose something. a guy in ten days, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So she's trying to like, she's trying to help her her friend who is his sister like catch him, but she's also like secretly infatuated with him. Yeah, because that she her friend up is him. yeah, it's kind of like a timid girl who's yeah. like. You know, I don't know about sex and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't like, so she's, you know, fantasizing about him or being with him and stuff. Yes. Too. They are fans. So then, bro, you remember this movie way more than it. I do. I just remember all the sex scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then the whole thing is like Bill Bellamy's like going from girl to girl all day. And then they finally get them all at this one party. And then the party scene is him sneaking, you know, having to it's do like a sitcom. Exactly, yeah. exactly. He's sneaking through each door with each one, trying for all of them not to meet each other and also trying not to get caught. And he does it. He actually, he successfully makes it out and his sister's pissed. And then the his sister's friend, who's writing the paper, finally catches up with him and is like, well, I guess you got away with it, blah, 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 blah. And then they hook up and they have sex. Mm. And she fucks him and... I get, I think she like videotapes it or something. And then she leaves the videotape going on and she plays the videotape like in, um, his like apartment. Yes. And then his girlfriend comes home. Lisa from saved by the belt comes home yeah, and she goes, worries. what the fuck? And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he should have gotten away with it. He shouldn't or should he should have. I understand why they, oh. you know, they didn't let him, but. He should have got away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, because he has to learn. Watch this movie now. Yeah, fuck. You got me inspired to watch it too. Like, it was kind of like you know, I there's movies out right now that aren't as clever as that. Yeah, like just the way it was made. Yes, oh, I'm trying to think of who's. Oh, Anthony Johnson. Yeah, was the dude. He was in obviously. He was in. He's in a lot. How to of be stuff. a player, and also he's the guy I'm thinking about in in the, the wash. wash. And he was also in Friday. Damn, he died. 2021. Did he really? Yeah. I'm just looking at this uh, right now. Because yeah, he had that great line in Friday. My neck and my back. <laughs> and I got the hookup. I don't know. Do you remember I watching that? Hookup. I love that. Uh, I remember watching that. That's I a remember, great one. I remember there was some Master P movies that I was like, I can't even watch this because it's so badly shot. Yeah. It's like, it's like they didn't know anything about lighting. <laughs> they didn't know anything about like, I was like, I can't watch this shit. Yeah. It's poorly made. Yeah. But yeah. I I used to love Masterpiece so much. I was like down for whatever he it was like all his, his whole brand, his whole product. I was like, I'm down for it. Yeah. I will watch. I got the hookup, even though it's a ridiculous movie. 
even the more ridiculous one, Foolish. I that was when I was like, oh, Foolish. I don't think Master P is a good filmmaker. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that was just like again, like in the the Fifty Cent model of just like, you know what? Just put put all the shit out. Just put it out. Put it out. Who cares? Yeah. Just put it out. They'll they'll buy anything, and we'll we'll sell it all. Who cares? Mm. But um, all right. I yeah, think that's, that's it. A whole different episode. <laughs> all <laughs> right. We, yeah, we should have saved the how to be a player talk for another episode. Oh yeah, it's all right. But we'll, it's all good. We'll, yeah, we'll go. All with, right, I'm guys. sure it'll come up again. Yeah, certainly. All right, guys. Uh, where can the kids find you? Um. You can find me online. Yeah, Instagram, Dro Esquire, D-R-O underscore E-S-Q. Letterbox as well. I've been posting up some reviews of the movies that I've been watching in haiku. Um, got actually a good res- good response this week about people from people saying they really um, enjoy them. Um, and I'm glad you are enjoying them because they are somewhat getting more difficult for me to <laughs> write because <laughs> the structure and trying to be as uh, concise with them, but I do enjoy putting them out. So check that out. Um, and if you have any movie review, um, excuse me, movie recommendations or suggestions, let me know. All good. Well, then you can find me at Christian Duran comedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. Christian Duran SVP on Instagram is the place where I do my most posting and, yeah, all that good stuff. I'm on Letterbox as well. Just look up Christian Duran. No H on Christian. C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-D-U-R-A-N. All right, kids. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.